what would the title of your life story be? Mine would be Red Going Solo because the red hair is what got me through the going solo I didn't intend to do in life at age 50-some. And because my best friend in my life is my truck and she's red too. Solo is a new state for me and I'm discovering my spine. Welcome to another episode of Right of Your Life, where life happens and life storytelling transforms it. Our show is brought to you by lifestorytelling.com. And guess what? You don't have to be a writer to write your life stories. Lifestorytelling.com will teach you how. If you've been through hell and lived to tell about it, or your family skeletons are poking out of the closet, you'll want to check it out at lifestorytelling.com. I had the privilege of attending the Story Circle Conference in Austin, Texas recently, and I met some great writers and storytellers, both those who were published and those hoping to be published someday. Each of them had a story to tell. These ladies shared their heart in their answers to my questions, which must be why the conference was called Stories from the Heart. I compiled these into a montage of heartfelt stories, most of which are less than one minute long. I hope you enjoy them. My life theme is never give up. And I say that because I've been very challenged by life and yet I've worked through many issues and I believe if you don't give up, you can get where you want to go. The title of my life story would be, She Really Shouldn't Have. And the reason why is all the things that were done too well and all the things that failed. My best advice for people wanting to write their life story or a memoir is to let go of any fear about writing, let go of the belief that you have to know how to write. You don't even have to have a, a good grasp of grammar or spelling or punctuation. That's what editors are for. Just write. Just write your story. And, and the only way I've ever been able to write a book is to just sit down and write it with, with no care at all for what it sounds like or what it reads like. I just get it down on paper and then I go back and edit and make it sound better and that's the only way to do it. You can't, you've got to get rid of that editor that's sitting on your shoulder. The title of my life story would be Mining for Gold. And the reason is that my father, in sometime between 1953 and 1958, changed his name, his last name, from Gold to Mitchell, which is my name now. And I want to understand more about all of the things that went into his decision to change his name. I have a very surface level idea, but I think there's a lot more there that explains a lot of things about my life, so that's why it would be that. I think someone should write about her life because I can't think of a good reason why she shouldn't. Your life matters. There's no question about that, that your life matters. And writing about it to share it is what connects us. And what I have found about that is that through that connection, 
I get to know that person and I get to know myself better because of that. I have found that in hearing somebody else's story and I can relate to them, I can have compassion for that person so I learn more self-compassion. And knowing your story causes me to dispel fears that are in me about my own story because I've related to you, because you've allowed me to hear what you have to say about life. So it diffuses the tension and I know I can, I can set the fears aside. So I noticed that the question is um, why someone should write about her life and um, whether it's published or not, I think writing is kind of a form of graffiti saying I was here. And um, it's important for, for us, for me, to, um, to somehow register my existence. And, um, and in telling my story to the paper, um, in the hopes that someone will read it, um, it somehow registers that I've been here and that I am here. Uh, the same way that we look at graffiti from thousands and thousands of years ago, cave writings. I wonder if it was some woman or some teenager or some man who was in there scratching away, just trying to mark down, I was here, I'm here, and it's important that I'm here. So that's why I think it's, a, it's, it's good that, that we write about ourselves. Yeah. What I've discovered about my, my life or myself from writing um, a life memoir is that I'm a lot braver than I thought I was, uh, that I wasn't a really good girl. Uh, I thought uh, that's what I wanted to be, but I didn't. I wanted to be an activist. I wanted to um, push the edges, break taboos, and that's what I've done. The best advice I'd give to people that want to write about their life story or their memoir is just write it. Their story's unique. It's like nobody else's in the whole world. Write it. If you don't know how to get it out there in word or book, there's people there that'll help you. Just ask. The title of my life story would be A Thread of Blue. Not because I'm wearing this shawl, but because there's a Levitical commandment that's says that in the fringes of your garments you shall wear a thread of blue and because I have a daughter who's blue-eyed whom I haven't seen in 12 years but the memories run through my mind they're always there on the fringes of memory so that's that's the combination I'd be using uh, anybody should write about their life because it enriches your memories and it helps the people that love you and you verify your existence. And you live twice through your writing. I think anybody should write about their life because everybody's life is different. Everybody's life has meaning and you may just help someone if you write about your life. The other thing about writing about your life is you may learn something about yourself that you didn't know before. I think 
people should write about their lives because in my own experience it was a, a completely healing effort um, if I hadn't written about the relationship I had with my uncle who had an intellectual disability I don't think I'd be the person I am today I spent several years writing about him I wrote an article for Reader's Digest about him and then I wrote a book about him and it was a very healing experience and I'm so grateful to have known him and grateful that I felt compelled to write about him it was it was a very difficult story to write but I couldn't let it go it was I had to do it my best advice for people wanting to write life memoir or anything else is cushy to tushy and that is a quote from Susan Albert Wittig what does that mean cushy to tushy <laughs> sit and write <laughs> write <laughs> write every day even if it's just for a few minutes write every day it becomes a habit and some days you'll find yourself writing more than just a few minutes the title of my life story would be between wars I was a journalist for 37 years and I began during the Vietnam War and my first real story was an interview with a mother whose son was killed in Vietnam. Uh, I cried on the phone with her for 30 minutes before she read some of his letters to me. When I retired 37 years later, it was during the Iraqi War. In the meantime, by 37 years of journalism. Uh, I had a daughter who served in Desert Storm, and at the time of my retirement, I had a son who was in Iraq. My life theme is learning how to be with yourself. And once you start learning about who you are and how you're with yourself, you can do a lot of things and build the basis of where you're going and why you're going and you can build your life theme and actually create your own life. Because a lot of people say, oh, I'm so lonesome, I can't stand to be by myself. And, or they're always talking about two, three minutes down the road from where they're going, if they're going somewhere. And I think it's very important to be with who you are and be in the now, because you experience life much better. I've discovered a lot of things uh, about myself while I'm writing the story. Uh, right now I'm writing my father's story, actually, and he was something of a character, and I am convinced that he has introverted preferences, the same as I do, which I understand a lot better now than I used to, and a lot of the things he did were base were really characteristic of what introverted people prefer. So some people thought he was an oddball, and in a way, I suppose it was because he marched to the tune of his own drummer, so to speak. And um, so his life has been very interesting, and I I have laughed a lot, and I've seen instances of. I'm my father's daughter, kind of thing, and uh, so that's been. I've discovered a lot of other things about myself too. I've discovered I can write, 
And that was a big discovery. So in college, even when I was uh, assigned 300 words, to me that was like a, a novel. I, if I could eke out a few words, I felt I was doing really, really well. But I've had lots of uh, kind instructors and very, very good instructors, very good uh, advice. So that has helped a great deal. I suppose my, I don't want to say my ego, but my self-esteem has uh, risen considerably. And uh, it gives, gives you time to reflect. I like the idea that it's a narrative form, not just researching from a newspaper, although that's where I get a lot of my information. But it's... Um, it's more personal. It's more intimate. It's, it flows nicer. It's not detached somehow. So uh, I've discovered I like that that part of it very much, and I've discovered a lot of people uh, who have written autobiographies or biographies that have written about them that I've enjoyed, which I had never did enjoy so much in the past. So uh, it's been a journey. Uh, a really nice experience. The title of my memoir is A Long Awakening to Grace and it's called that because I had two challenging children who were gifts but for a long time I didn't know they were gifts and uh, in writing my memoir I found the gifts in the struggle and it transformed my life and healed my relationship with my daughter. I, I am such a believer in writing your life story for so many reasons. Um, number one is to dig into the layers and discover the truth of your life. Uh, writing is healing, it's nurturing, it's um, it's an amazing process that sometimes is just very hard to put into words. But sharing our stories is one of the most powerful things that we do. The title of my life story is How to Be a Pure Seven on the Enneagram. Sevens are people who love um, adventure, they love variety, they're willing to try anything. They, um, the downside of a seven is that they can be dilettantes, just trying all kinds of things, master of none kind of thing. But the upside is sevens have lots of enthusiasm and they're usually pretty likable and people like us. So the theme for my life has been, oh my goodness, what's next? What can I try next? Oh, I've never done that before. I'll do it. I believe everyone should write about their life because you learn a lot about yourself it's a great form of self-expression. If you're having troubles, getting them down on paper can make a huge difference in how you feel later. It helps you solve problems. Um, it's a good legacy to pass on to other family members. Uh, there's, there's so many different reasons, and a lot of people think they can't do it, and I would just say it's a great experience. Try it. I work with people who are in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. 
and are considering writing their life story, most of the time they say, I want to do it for my, for my family, for my kids, for my grandkids. And I try to encourage them to get to the point where they're doing it for themselves because they are the only person who has that story. There's no one else that has a story like theirs and there's no one else who can tell it like they can. Someone can say, well, I've been with you, I can tell your story. And it's very freeing for them. I've seen in working with people that it's very freeing when they read their story and get acknowledgement about themselves. You just see it on their face. I think someone should write about their life because it's um, full of nice experiences or not. And just to let, uh, let them know about what your life has been about and what you learned and what you can pass on, what kind of wisdom that you can pass on. And um, just talk about life experiences. We all, as much as we like to think our lives are different, it's all quite the same. And as they say, we're somewhat all related, you know. What I discovered about myself in writing about my life story or memoir is that I am an individual even though I am an identical twin and for many years I considered myself part of the twinship which has been positive and negative but at a certain point in writing about being a twin I realized that I have my own, my own thoughts, my own values, my own reasons for doing things not necessarily connected with my twin although my twin always supports what I do. So it's individuality. I think somebody should write about their life because it is very healing and very therapeutic, but it also puts things out there and a lot of stuff, a lot of people like to write about the hard stuff or this ter the uh, traumatic and abusive stuff. And for so long, people have kept that in and not talked about it. So writing about it puts it out there and exposes it and makes it not so, so secretive and, you know, not so bad. And it is just, you know, helps combat abuse and, and brings awareness to abuse and lets people know that this kind of stuff does happen and, and gives them solutions on how to handle it. What one of the most pivotal moments in my life was, was when I finally asked my uh, Aunt Ellen about her father. I told her that her older sister, Billy, had been talking about him. And she had Parkinson's, so I had to lay down next to her in the bed to hear her answer. I understood finally why the, uh, my mother and her three sisters were so determined that I would not develop. What I have discovered about writing uh, my life story is what a remarkable childhood I had. Uh, being raised on the Lost Coast in California, up in a lumberjack camp, and, uh, you know, learning how to track and shoot and surviving the drunken loggers and surviving uh, two chipmunks having a fight in my hair, <laughs> and my blind stepfather cutting my hair to get them out. When I think about the most pivotal moment in my life, I am taken back to when I gave birth to my first child. 
very unexpected. It was a surprise pregnancy, really threw me for a loop. And at the time, I thought I could balance motherhood and career, but that unfortunately wasn't the case. My son had some health issues that really required me to give up my career and spend a couple of years at home. What happened, as much as I loved being a mom, I lost myself, you know, just total loss of identity. I was a mother, but who was I really? So I went on this journey for a couple of years to really uh, discover who I was, did a lot of journal writing, and that has led me into the work I do today. So when I look back at that moment, it wasn't a road that I was intending to go down, but it came to me and I went down there. So it was quite pivotal because it completely switched the direction that my life was going at the time. So now I am a journal writing coach, a self-discovery mentor. I work a lot with women who are in these places of transition, a lot of times maybe unexpected, and I help them kind of work through it. I'm an expert in new beginnings, and um, at the time that I was going on this journey with my son, kind of rediscovering myself, I had a love affair with the moon. And so I have taken the moon and used it as a metaphor, not only for my own journey, but for the women that I work with. And we move from darkness into light, to the light of possibility, creating a legacy and all of these other beautiful things that come out of these pivotal life experiences. And so when this question ever comes up, when people ask me about how I got here in this work, I do, I think back to that pivotal moment of when I had a surprise pregnancy. And my life changed completely because of that. Why should someone write about their life? Well, in my particular case, I've written a lot of books about my Native American Cherokee heritage, growing up in Texas and the Southwest. And I've written nine books in my ancestor series, and then a bunch of other books besides that, up to 20 books about things. But when my brother died, about 10 years ago with esophageal cancer. He had six children. And several of the children told me at his funeral they didn't ever know anything about their grandparents because he never talked about them. So they were really happy to see my ancestor books. So if for no other reason, your family needs to know a record of your ancestors and your own life. One of my most pivotal moments is at the age of 70, I decided to blow my whole life up and start all over again. Wow. And I've done it many, many times before, um, but not at quite at that age. And I'm only 71 now, but it's uh, the best thing I've ever done for myself. And I looked at my life as it is, as it was, and said, how do I want it to be? And I decided, I drew the picture in my mind of how I wanted it to be, and that was it blew the whole thing up. Homeless, nothing, started literally from scratch. Wow, and now you're successful here now? And I'm so happy! <laughs> I've never been happier in my life. Why should someone write about their life? I think everybody has a story to tell, even if they think it's the same as somebody else's story. Their unique experiences and personalities come through and they have a different way of talking about it that just makes the story come to life. So I think everybody should think about writing their own story and sharing their what's happened to them and let other people learn from them. What would the title of your life story be and why? Mine would be Red Going Solo because the red hair is what got me through 
the going solo I didn't intend to do in life at age 50-some. And because my best friend in my life is my truck, and she's red too. Solo is a new state for me, and I'm discovering my spine. Great stories, wouldn't you say? At the end of each episode, I peek into the Life Story Toolkit and share information on one particular tool that you might consider using if you're writing or would like to start writing about your life. The Life Story Toolkit is sponsored by LifeStorytelling.com where you can find your life theme, discover where to start writing, and craft your life into a compelling story. This episode's Life Story Toolkit features, of course, the Story Circle Network. It's dedicated to helping women share the stories of their lives through memoir, poetry, fiction, nonfiction, and drama, and to raising public awareness of the importance of women's personal histories. They carry out their mission through publications, a website, classes, workshops, writing, and reading circles. Their activities empower women to tell their stories, discover their identities through their stories, and choose to be the authors of their own lives. You can find them at storycircle.org. Well, that's all we have for today. In the last episode, Kevin Bergen discussed the Bergen Protocol, so if you need to create an upward spiral rather than a downward spiral, you might want to go back and have a listen. Next week, I get to introduce you to Debbie Silber, the Mojo Coach. Be sure to check out the show notes on every single episode. We have free resource downloads not typically mentioned in the show at rightofyourlife.com. We love interacting with our listeners on social media. We're on Pinterest, Facebook, and just about anywhere you can hold a great virtual conversation. Our handle is Right of Your Life. Some of our listeners like supporting the arts. If you do too and want to support this podcast, you can do so by sharing each episode on your social networks. And you can head over to our special page at patreon.com slash right of your life and become a patron. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash right of your life. Both of these help us reach many more people who could benefit from writing about their lives. And we hope that today you have the right of your life.